Welcome back. What's that? You brought gifts? Oh, you shouldn't have. No, no, I'll take them anyway. Is this... Turmeric? Thank you, turmeric. It isn't easy to come by around here, so it really is appreciated. Of course, my favourite thing to do is make desserts, and I don't know of any desserts that involve turmeric. But it's no matter. I'm sure I can figure out some kind of turmeric cupcake or something, and when I do, rest assured you will be the first person I ask to taste test them. Oh hush, Ren. Pay her no mind. She's just my ghostly roommate. Ren! Goodness, shall we step outside until she calms down? The sky is beautiful today. All overcast and grey. Did you know there are people who live in the clouds? I can tell you about one of them, if you want. We can sit on the ground outside, can't we? Excellent. Once upon a time, there was a very nice, very tall, gentleman. One who hesitates to throw around the term ogre. Or even giant, but, um... He may have been. I'll leave it at that. Anyway, we're getting off topic. That very nice, very tall gentleman married a very nice, very tall lady. Now this man was a musician and his absolute pride and joy was a magical golden harp that possessed the ability to play itself. Now this was a blessing, because it meant that the man could play one instrument and sing while the harp provided an accompaniment. Over the years, the man managed to make a lot of money from his music, and he and his wife were able to buy a beautiful castle in the clouds. And for a time, they were very happy in their castle in the sky. Until one day, a thief broke into their house while the gentleman was out performing for a wedding party. The thief was amazed by all of the enormous, expensive objects around him, for he was a pretty small-to-average-sized human-being-type person. And in his awe, he attracted the lady of the house. It had been a while since she had ventured out of her castle, and so a long time since she had seen someone so small. So she took pity on the boy and warned him that he had better leave before her husband returned home. But it was too late. The door opened, and in stepped the very nice, very tall musician. Fee-fi-fo-fum, I smell the blood of an Englishman, said the gentleman. Now, what is especially amusing about this situation is that in order for the thief to be an Englishman, he must have climbed directly up from England to this castle in the sky. So, the castle must have been directly above England. So, in a sense, weren't they both Englishmen in that moment? And then the man said, be he alive or be he dead, I'll grind his bones to make my bread. 
and his wife thought, oh dear, this again, and took pity on the thief, who couldn't have been older than fifteen. Probably, she thought, he was very short compared to her. So she hid him under the ginormous table, and told him that her husband liked to take a nap after work. If the thief waited maybe half an hour, he'd be able to sneak out safely. The musician pulled out a chair and sat at the table, and he pulled a ginormous bag of coins out of his pocket, and he counted his money until he was tired, the same way that some people might count sheep, and then he yawned and headed off to his bedroom. When he awoke the next morning, his purse of giant coins had vanished, and he could not find anywhere. The thief, meanwhile, was busy on the ground, counting out his newfound treasure, and not sleeping. He was giggling gleefully at the prospect of having a whole bag of money the size of his fist. The thief decided that the trip to the gentleman's house in the sky had been worthwhile, profitable even, and he headed back on up there. Now, the gentleman kept chickens, because chickens are a useful pet to keep. They lay eggs, and they can be eaten, unless you get too attached to them to eat them, of course. The gentleman was lucky enough to have a very rare breed of chicken, which laid eggs made of solid gold. This provided a lot of support, considering he was a musician, and musicians often don't make a lot of money from their music alone. Between his magical harp and his very rare chicken, the gentleman and his wife had enough to get by comfortably. Now, this may surprise you, but the thief witnessed the chicken laying a golden egg while he was there on his second visit, and so he stole her. The gentleman was furious, and more than that, he was scared. Even in the sky, sometimes you need money to buy things. Like food. Food is important. And he was a big guy. He needed a lot of food to get by. You need to stay with me, he told his harp seriously. It's all on you and I now. We need to keep this family together. You will never guess what the thief set his sights on when he returned to the house for a third time. However, unbeknownst to him, the gentleman was home this time. And not only was he home, he was awake. It is really hard to sleep when you are stressed. As the thief snatched up the harp, it began to scream for help. The gentleman came racing out of his bedroom and chased the thief out of the house to a hole in the clouds, where a beanstalk had grown so big and so thick that it could be climbed all the way down to the ground. This, the gentleman realised, was how the thief had been getting to him. The thief began to climb, with the harp slung over his shoulder, still screaming, still begging to be rescued by its master. The gentleman had no choice but to follow them down. The thief reached the ground first, understandably, because he had started climbing first. He put the harp down, still screaming, and fetched an axe. The gentleman tried to climb faster, his harp's pitiful cry spurring him on. But then the thief chopped at the beanstalk with the axe. 
and it fell and the gentleman fell and the combination of the falling and the landing beneath an enormous thick beanstalk was enough to kill the poor man the thief lived out the rest of his life in comfort and luxury with a chicken that could lay golden eggs and a magical harp that could play itself although it was a very grumpy harp and it didn't like the thief at all the gentleman's wife was forced to move into a smaller home on the ground houses are much cheaper to buy on the ground than they are in the sky she was heartbroken understandably these days she knits socks for woodland creatures to pay her way it can get terribly cold in the forest in the winter i should know as a matter of fact she knitted these socks that i'm wearing right now oh don't look so surprised i live in the woods don't i doesn't that make me a woodland creature too in fact you're in the woods right now what does that make you Thank you for listening to The Gingerbread House. This week's episode was inspired by Jack and the Beanstalk, perhaps the most well-known of the traditional English Jack tales. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing our podcast with a friend or dropping us a review on your podcast streaming service of choice. It really would mean a lot to us. The Gingerbread House is written and produced by Daisy Plant, who also provides the voice for Melita the Witch. You can also find us on Twitter at gingerbreadpod, or one word, and now on Instagram at the gingerbreadpod. Again, all one word. Thank you so, so much for listening. Tune in next time when we'll be bringing a serial killer to justice. <laughs>